We're live. This is Lyndon on Coffee with Craner, and today's a very special episode. It's episode 90. We're 10 away from 100, and I'm excited to share the 100th guest uh, down the line. But today we have somebody very special, Patty France, or you know, should I say Dr. Patty France, was also a recipient recently of the Honorary Doctor of Laws degree from Assumption University. But if you don't know, Patty is the president of St. Clair College. She was appointed the sixth sixth president in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, has a really cool story because she was also a St. Clair graduate, a student, uh, part of the staff for a number of years, and is now president. She's also the recipient of a Athena Award uh, in, in Windsor-Essex, that was in 2017, uh, the Paul Harris Fellow Award by the Rotary Club, and uh, so much, so much more that we're going to talk about today. And Patty, I appreciate you being on the show. My pleasure, Lyndon. My pleasure. And uh, just because we're on the topic of education, uh, I had uh, Dr. Rob Gordon on the podcast uh, a bit ago. You can check out that interview on YouTube or coffeewithcraner.com. But it's interesting to also talk to the head of the head of the college. And to kick things off, Patty, I have a, a very tough question for you. Where near St. Clair College would be your favorite place for coffee if you had to pick one place? Oh, that's easy. Um, that would be, I'm not sure if it's that close to the college, but I live in Kingsville, Linden. So uh, I go by Essex and I'm a McDonald's girl. So I like my black, large black coffee and I like it from McDonald's. So, uh, and if I, if the lineup is too long and I'm going to be late, then I'll take the one on Dougal. Now, summer drink days are on. Do you dabble in the, the iced coffee at all? No, unfortunately, I cheat enough when it comes to calories, so I stick to my black coffee and uh, and uh, all is well. And I need my caffeine, so. Um, but I love a McDonald's coffee. Don't we all? Um, and you know, just jumping a, a bit to some of the real questions, I guess you could say, how did this this whole journey to becoming president really start for you? Well, um, I have actually, I was hired here at St. Clair College in 1987, so in April of 1987, so I've been here 35 years, and uh, that's when everybody starts to try and guess your age, so um, anybody... 25. Uh, that's right, um, so, but I've been here 35 years, and I have been really, really blessed, Lyndon, to be part of, I started um, as a transcript clerk in the registrar's office. I was hired by uh, Mr. Bill Totten, who is an engaged and active retiree at the college. And I've been so blessed to have so many mentors in my life, but uh, was support staff and then faculty and then management and then moved up to be CIO and then vice president for uh, a decade and a half. And then I was lucky enough to uh, um, get the top seat in 2015. So. Again, I think that experience um, has given me, uh, you know, a world of perspective um, from all different levels, academic services, support, students, and throughout my journey have always been blessed and engaged to have lots of students provide input, officially, unofficially, and really keep me grounded. Um, sometimes I, I, I think I know what's going on. Students really uh, tell me what's actually going on, which may or may not be, uh, um, um, in line with what I think is happening. So, and was becoming president always on the horizon for you, or did it just randomly happen? To be honest, um, it's uh, it's funny because uh, no, I would have never have guessed that I would be president. Um, 
And uh, when I was um, blessed with uh, the recent PhD from the Assumption University, in my speech, um, I indicated I'm a, a pretty big fan of Bubba Watson's. Not sure if you've heard of him. Uh, and uh, in his one of his speeches, when he won one of the, uh, I think his first Masters, you know, they asked him, did you ever think you would win? And he said, I never got that far in my dreams. And uh, <laughs> that's exactly how I felt pretty much throughout my career at St. Clair College. And I had a lot of, as I mentioned, mentors along the way that um, at times tapped me, encouraged me and uh, um, encouraged me to go to the next step. And I always was willing to try something new. And to be honest, volunteer for those jobs and those opportunities that nobody wants, um, that there's not a lot of hands up. And uh, then I, I just um, took the opportunity to learn what I could and, um, and really uh, have a, a variety of experiences that I could draw on. So no, never thought I would be president um, and uh, was happy always in the positions that I held. And it's funny because when I did my interview also for St. Croix College as president, I really didn't want to just be president, Lyndon. I wanted to be president of St. Croix College. Um, I grew up in Windsor. This community is near and dear to my heart. Um, and, uh, um, you know, when you work with people as long as I have, they become friends. And uh, um, the community and the college family and St. Clair is important to me personally and professionally. No, that's, that's good to know, and especially how you didn't plan to be in this position. Were there, I guess, certain skills or something that really shined a light on you as you were climbing this this leadership ladder that really got the attention of some of the the managers that you were uh, under at the time like I, I guess what skills could be beneficial to somebody that's looking to go into this position you know again i think a variety of experiences i always always was big into uh, um, lifelong learning so uh, I'm a graduate of St. Clair and I graduated from the IT program and uh, it took me 10 long years to get my degree. I was a single mom at the time and to be honest, I did one course a semester. I think one semester I did two what I was, while I was working full time and, and raising my son and it just about killed me. And I thought that's okay, steady, steady, um, steady and sure is better than not doing it. So it took me a decade um, to get my degree. And then I went on to get my master's and I did a five-year program in 18 months. Um, so did that one a little bit faster, but lifelong learning was really important to me to make sure that I just always um, expanded my thoughts. Um, my master's was really good from a self-reflection perspective. And uh, I think my IT skills have has always really helped me look at things and Although, uh, um, you, you know, I, I sometimes lead from my heart. I'm a data girl and I like the data and to be able to make sure that your decisions are, um, you know, you have something to substantiate them by. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned a, a few other universities. Uh, I believe your alumnus of Brock and then St. Fran uh, Francis Xavier and adult education. That must have, you know, studying in, in another educational institution must have given you a different lens now as president at the college. It, it does, um, and it did. And it was interesting because Brock um, was done actually, uh, Brock classes were taking place at St. Clair College and we had a uh, partnership with them. And my uh, St. Francis Xavier had a very interesting adult ed master's program that was community-based. And mm -hmm. they had a three week residency um, in Nova Scotia that I thought, how am I going to manage to go out there for three weeks? And I really wasn't looking forward to it. 
And when I was done the three weeks, I remember telling them, don't ever change it because it really gave me a perspective and a connection to that university. And the first year I was president, I actually visited a lot of my colleagues in Ontario and uh, other colleges um, and universities in the States and around the world, because uh, you can, there's lots of things you can learn from others, best practices, people are always eager to share. And mm -hmm. I, I think the U.S. does a really good job on campus beautification, which was one of our one of my strategies um, to make sure that our campus looks and feels loved. And I think U.S. does a really good job on some of that. Um, so uh, certainly uh, um, being able to go to uh, different universities, I think, again, um, has just maybe, um, you know, then always come back and say, well, what are we doing and are we doing that better? And if we weren't, can we? And, uh, and leverage some of the knowledge that I gained from those visits. And you, you mentioned beautification in uh, a college in the, in the States. I guess what stood out for you for whatever their, their campus looked like inside and outside that you, that you try to replicate in, at St. Clair? Just uh, everything from when mm -hmm. the minute you pulled into the parking lot to their presence, to their, um, to their green space, to the common space with students. I mean, we have absolutely amazing faculty and our student engagement with our faculty is tremendous. But when students come on campus, it's hard for them to really see and feel that while they're on campus mm -hmm. as with they walk around. And normally if we can get them on campus, we often solidify um, that application to a registration because again, and if you haven't been on St. Clair College's campuses for a while, please do come. Um, Linda, that invitation. It's changing. <laughs> it, it's changed. It's changed. It continues to change. And everything from the cabana entrance to our entrance off of 401 to our sports park. Again, from the minute you drive in, I want you to say, wow. And uh, I really want there to be a presence and, um, you know, make sure that, you know, students understand that this is where they will, where they will be and um, that it's important to us and um, having that presence and making it look loved and feel loved and make sure students feel welcomed um, was was part of our um, strategic directions for the last several years. I, I mean, I, I'm a graduate of University of Windsor, but one thing I was blown away by, you know, visiting the college and just seeing it in the news is the the modern facilities that are being built. I mean, you talk about the residency uh, using I don't, I don't know if it was storage containers there's or some type of uh, steel that you use to build the, I guess, Z-modular yes, residency. Yes, it was the first Z-mod building in Canada, and it was a really um, interesting and amazing project. We had some of our construction students participate and watch. Work integrated learning is integrated in all of our programs, but there's an example of, you know, you couldn't have made a better project for our students and have that experience. And um mm -hmm. Zaymod and the Zuckelmans were amazing partners, um, so uh, we were very lucky um, to be able to do that. And it's very different than a traditional build that you would have. Yeah, that's just it's it's amazing to see the the growth. Uh, we talk about the uh, sportsplex and uh, the, the new business school that just opened up, and so much more. It's just it's really impressive, and I, it's great to hear that there's that student integrated learning opportunity for students that are that are in the skilled trades that uh, you know want to get involved in some of these projects happening right out right out their classroom door um, but patty if you don't mind i just want to jump to a couple questions that came in the comments and then we'll flip back to sure. some that i that i had left for you 
Colin Topliff says, what's the best advice you have for young leaders after post-secondary education? Well, hi, Colin, first of all. Um, Colin was part of our student government here at St. Clair College and um, has provided uh, tons of advice um, that um, was used in, in some of our strategies and a strong student advocate. But I think the best advice um, after post-secondary education is, you know, really try and take um, the opportunity to, again, expand your experiences. And you can do that not only from your workplace, but even if, you know, you want different experiences, you want to expand that resume, you know, volunteer work can be great. Um, I participate on many boards, have um, throughout my career at St. Clair College, and it's a great professional development opportunity. It really allows me to think and look at things that I wouldn't necessarily be able to have the opportunity to do, in addition to, um, you know, getting connected with the community and just meeting people and um, creating relationships and opportunities come from those relationships. So, you know, uh, continue education. I think I had talked about lifelong learning. I think that's really important, but lifelong learning can be formal and informal and volunteer work and coaching and all of those things that help our community be a wonderful place to live, work and play can also be an opportunity to expand your resume and, and, uh, and experiences that you can draw on for your career. Awesome. No, great to hear and fantastic advice, Colin. Thanks for, for jumping on. One more question that came in. Uh, it's a bit of a long one, but I'll get through it. Uh, hello, I'm a student at St. Clair College, Mississauga, studying social service worker. Uh, I am completing my course tomorrow and also completed co-op in a retirement residence. And it would be great if I can get advice regarding how I can get my field job. Well, again, um, I would leverage, since you're uh, just graduating, I would leverage some of your connections that you made at, at the college um, with ACE Acumen. If you're in Mississauga, you're with ACE Acumen. You've got a great coordinator from that program. So often uh, institutions are asked for references and if there's job opportunities. Um, so I would reach out to your faculty to see if they know of anything, ask if you can use them as references, faculty and um, contacts at the institution can be a great reference and make sure that you really stay active on where there's job postings and things like that. And again, um, even volunteering um, out in that industry can be a great opportunity for them to get to see you, know your skills, and um, when a job opportunity comes up, then say you would be perfect. And, and just emphasizing the the connections piece, how does one, I guess, build those throughout university? And I mean, you're you're doing it as as president in a professional setting as well. How do you build those connections in a, I, I guess, in a uh, you know, an effective way? And and again, I you know really leverage the community and volunteer work. First of all, mm -hmm. there's a million volunteers. Everything from big brother, big sister, to hospice, yeah. to volunteering at a hospital, volunteering at a community college, a university. So I was doing that well before I became senior management. Again, mm -hmm. it, it gave me, um, I think, a stronger connection to my community, but it does allow you to create connections and relationships while you're expanding your knowledge. And leadership comes in a multitude of, fa you know, uh, of uh, facets. You can, if you're coaching, if you're an assistant coach, you're actually leading and you're leading youth, big brother, big sister. 
Um, you're an advisor, you're a role model, you're a, model, you're a mentor. So just mm -hmm. some of those small examples, Lyndon, it doesn't have to be anything sophisticated. It doesn't yep. have to be a board position. It can just be any way where you believe that you can make a difference and then, um, you know, really uh, take that opportunity. And I think too, when you're giving back, you feel really good about it. Not only mm -hmm. does it build your connections with people and can help you get a job, it also makes you really feel 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 good about what you're doing for other individuals. Now, is there anything that you do specifically after you've you've met someone to continue that relationship? Uh, keeping connected is important. So often, when I meet somebody, when I've had an opportunity, um, you know, I I often take the opportunity to send them a quick email, you know, just say thank you for something that they've done for me. Or when it was earlier on, um, just, you know, indicate that it was a pleasure meeting them. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, often we don't do that. We're all, life is so busy that we don't take, you know, a, t a time, even a card, even a letter. Um, you know, I'll give you a small example of um, our uh, um, don't, the people who help support um, donations for scholarships. You know, we encourage our recipients to write a letter to the donor and it builds a relationship. Again, you're creating mm -hmm. a connection and not only hopefully do you feel really good about that, you've also solidified to the donor what um, their actions have meant to that individual. And often it's as simple as that as an example that you can create a lifelong friend for. Mm -hmm. No, no doubt. And I think one thing that's fading away a bit is, is writing letters. Absolutely. And I do it more or just a card with an actual signature um, because people just don't do those things anymore. Um, it's a personal yeah. touch. And uh, um, I personally think it's a little bit nicer than just an email. It's just mm -hmm. one more email in your inbox opposed to a card that you'll get that someone will keep on their desk um, for, for a while. Yeah. You know, it's the fact that somebody went out of their way to, I guess, drop it off in a mailbox and physically write it write it down, right? It's, uh, you're not taking the, the quick, the quick way to, to correspond with them. You're, you're writing a personal, personal notes. So that's, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and your teachers just always like to know too, what yeah. you're doing. So to the recent graduate, um, you know, stay in touch with your teacher. We'd love to know what our, our alumnus and our graduates are doing. And again, mm -hmm. there may not be anything today that pops in mind three months from now, six months from now, something may come up. Um, where, you know, when you've had that conversation with the teacher, they think you'd be perfect. So uh, just because, you know, the first time you, you reach out, nothing, you know, there's no instant ramification or, or, you know, gratification, it doesn't mean it won't come. And how many alumni would you say are from St. Clair College? There must be thousands. Oh, yes. We're over 100,000 strong now. Um, <laughs> so, uh we're certainly getting up there and that includes our friends in uh, um, the Toronto campuses. Wow. That's amazing. And it's good to see that, you know, a lot of them are staying connected, like you said, following up with, with their professors as they've entered the real world or, or, you know, becoming donors later on in their career. So it's, it's, it's really good that institutions place a focus on, on capturing their alumni to mentor students down the line as well. Absolutely. And, and we have alumni of distinction, Lyndon, so every single one of our graduates could be that alumni of distinction. So. Yes, I, I see that all the time. And it's good to see some of my, my friends that went through the college as well, just getting that extra recognition for community work. 
Now, moving on a bit to the topic of mentorship, for you as an educational, a higher education leader, was there anyone that you were looking up to as you were climbing this leadership ladder at St. Clair College? Again, I think I mentioned earlier in the conversation, I have been um, so blessed to have so many mentors in my life, mm-hmm. um, even when I was in support staff. Um, bosses become unofficial mentors. When I moved into management, again, relationships and some of my volunteer work. Um, Carol Derbyshire has been near and dear to my heart. Um, I know she's no longer the CEO of hospice, but again, through uh, um, you know my journey and her journey, just... Um, you know, she really taught me the power of kindness and mm-hmm. to give back. And uh, and she's been a, a strong presence in my life, um, in my master's and in my um, adult uh, education program at Brock. Um, Malcolm Knowles was a, a pretty big impactor to me. I don't know if you've heard of him, but um, he created Andragogy, which is, you know, the theories behind adult education. And okay. That, that was pretty near and dear to my heart because adults learn differently um, than children. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, um, and and then just, you know, uh, for the most part, um, people that pushed me gently. I know I mentioned Mr. Taunton earlier um, to say, well, why don't you try this job? And, um, you know, I often with my own staff, uh, you know, I like to say, we're gonna stretch you, um, not break you so that um you know we give you opportunities reaching outside of your comfort zone allows you to grow um, personally and professionally so um, i'm always encouraging people to take on tasks or projects um, so that we can stretch you not break you to just expand um, your experience and your knowledge and on the topic of expand i have to leave you with it with a final question and being president for this might be your it's your seventh year if i'm not mistaken yeah, i'm going into my eighth Fantastic. Where do you see the college moving, let's say the next five to 10 years? Uh, where do you want to take it? Well, we had a 10 year plan and I'm really happy and that we have pretty much solidified that. Um, so the, uh, the next few years, you'll see less buildings, but a few extra ones. Um, we want to do a welcome center and that's really to solidify um, service excellence for our students so that mm-hmm. we can really have a one-stop shop that it, rather than our students go to multiple areas within the institution and line up um, in multiple areas that they can go to one, relax, and uh, we will serve them. So that's one of the buildings that uh, we're hoping to do over the next uh, 24 months. And then if you certainly talk to students, and I know Colin is listening, parking, 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 <laughs> and more parking. So uh, um, we did an RFP a few years ago to do a parking garage. Unfortunately, we didn't have anybody that um, um, was successful in in that RFP, but we are looking at doing a parking garage, not a garage, a parking deck. Um, A garage is a bit too expensive for us, but we're gonna do a parking deck. We also don't wanna take away all of our green space. And uh, certainly I do listen to students, not only is it parking, but they want close parking. So um, they don't want to walk too far. So uh, parking is something that we're trying to address uh, again over the next few years. It's a it's a hot commodity, and just you know, going into my MBA program at the university, we're we're constantly refreshing the parking pass page to purchase the you know a pass for the year. It's just uh, things like that, like just the small student services that you can have while you're on campus means a lot. Yeah, for sure. 
So, Patty, I, I really want to say thank you, and thank you to actually John Fairley, who hit me up with a bunch of questions and a background on you and all the exciting things that are happening at St. Clair College in the past number of years since you were president. So I appreciate your leadership and jumping on and connecting with so many students that popped in and said hello. Okay, well, thank you, Lyndon. And I have one question for you, if I may. Of course. Who did your um, artistic drawing of your cartoon? That that was me. I actually used a, uh, a super cheap platform called Canva that I, I bet you a lot of university students are, and college students are using. It's super easy, and I just a little... I guess it's uh, plug and play, you call it, and and uh, nothing fancy. I didn't design it or anything like that, but uh, yeah, it's kept... it's it's, it's uh, a good likeness and um, good likeness, and it's fun. So I like it. So well done. <laughs> hey, it has to be edited. I'm not wearing my my glasses as you, as you can see in it. So yeah, <laughs> but thank you so much for for your time. I appreciate it, okay. and everyone who jumped on, thanks for being here. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you soon.